Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Welcome to the Least of These Podcasts. We reach out to those the world has forgotten. If you'd like to know more about us and how you can donate to help us fulfill our mission, go to hisloveministries.net. Thank you very much and God bless you. John chapter 14, and we're going to start back in verse 15. Remember, we've been talking about this comfort chapter, and uh, we've been talking about those mansions, or as the Bible really says, those dwelling places that God has prepared for us. We'll see today that John uses that same word again a little bit later on and talks about the Father and Him coming to dwell with us, and he basically uses the same word that he uses for mansions in the previous section, but he says that they will, he will come and the Father will come and they will dwell with us. So I want to read in verses 15, start right there. Last week we finished up talking about if we pray anything in Jesus' name, he will do it. In verse 15 of chapter 14, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. And that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You will live also at that day. You will know that I am in the father and you and me and I and you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who, he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him and said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. As we start this section out today, Jesus starts out with those famous words, if you love me, keep my commandments. And if you'll notice three different times in here, he basically says that. In the last verse, verse 24, he says, he who does not love me. He says it backwards, but negatively for the the effect. But what he says here is three times, he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, right? And over and over and over again, the Bible says that if we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we're going to love him. We're going to respect him. We're going to keep his commandments that the Bible says that if you love you love Jesus, you will purify yourself. That means you will work on the sin areas in your life. And all of us, unfortunately, have sin in our life and areas that we fail and fall in and we'll probably struggle with the rest of our life. But, you know, he says here that the key thing is, is if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You know, there's many places and one place Jesus says to some of the people, they said they did signs and wonders. 
and miracles. And Jesus says that how say you love me and you keep not my commandment. Jesus says, if you'd love me, you're going to do what I say, right? I mean, if you love somebody, let's put it this way. What do you want to do? You want to please them, right? And that's what Jesus says that the test, test of obedience, the test of love is obedience. And if you love him, you obey his commandments. One of the things that, that's pretty neat about this little section in verses 15 to 17, and I'll just give you a quick rundown and then we'll break it down, is it says that first of all, when Jesus says, I pray the Father, that he will give you another helper. The first thing that he says that he will be a gift to the true believer. The second thing is, is this spirit will be another, a separate but similar person to himself. And the third thing he says is he will be with us forever. The fourth thing he says about the spirit is he's a revealer of truth. The fifth is that he's only available to those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And lastly, that he says that this resource will come from within, that we have that resource available from within. And so let's break this down. He says in verse 15 to 17, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Jesus says he will give us another helper. He says, first of all, that he's going to pray to the Father. Jesus has already told him he's leaving and where he's going, they cannot come, right? But they can come later. And so he says, he's going to give us another, he's going to give them another helper and he's going to pray to the Father. First of all, he's a gift, but then he says, I'm going to give you another helper. Let's talk about this word another for just a second. If I said I wanted a another coat and I used a different Greek word. Now, I'm not a Greek scholar. I'm not even an English scholar. But if I said I wanted another coat and and I used the exact same word that, that Jesus used, it would have to be a coat exactly like this. If it was messed up somewhere, if the boat, but, but was funny, I got a little string right there. If it was whatever in any places, it would have to be it would have to be exactly like it. Now, here's a better example. If I said I wanted a Bible, and you'd say, why would you want another Bible like that? <laughs> My wife keeps trying to buy me another one, but I say, this one's still fine. It hadn't fell apart yet. So if I said that I wanted another Bible, and I used the same Greek word that Jesus used, it would have to be exactly like this one in every detail, every single detail. It couldn't be anything, not one little anything different. That's the Greek word that Jesus used. And the reason Jesus used that Greek word is alas, is the reason he used that Greek word is because, you know, Jesus was telling them, remember, he's told them he's coming from the Father, right? Well, he talked about the Holy Spirit. And that's the helper. And he says, I'm going to give you another helper just like me. And so what Jesus is saying is he's going to send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is going to come and he will, he is just like Jesus, right? Because guess what? The Bible says that, that God is a three part being. He is a trinity. It is Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
Don't ask me how. There's three three persons in one. I mean, we talk about ourselves and we say me, myself, and I, right? The Bible says we have a body, soul, and a spirit. And I did a little old study the other day, and I, it was amazing. I looked on the Internet, and I looked everywhere. And you'd be amazed at how many things are made up of three parts in this world. I mean, there's height, width, and depth, length, width, and height, time, space, and matter. You know, the sun, the moon, the earth, and father, son, and father, mother, and children. And, and all these things are made up of three parts. You got protons, neutrons, electrons, gas, solids, and liquids. And all the parts of the way things function. I even looked at the hydrological cycle. It actually is composed of three separate parts. And I think God made so many things out of three parts because he's a three-part being. It stands for his completeness. And you know what? Jesus was saying, I'm going to send somebody just like me. I'm going to send another helper just like me i mean what if you were really love somebody and they were with you and they're helping you and they're doing all these things for you and then they say well i'll send you know my cousin Vinny from up in new york you don't know cousin Vinny from a sack of salt right so what good is cousin Vinny gonna be to you not much because you don't know cousin Vinny and cousin Vinny doesn't know you right But what Jesus is saying, see, Jesus is the original helper, comfort. Let me, let me talk about that word for just a second. That word helper, Jesus says, some of your Bibles might say comforter. Some of you might say paraclete. Some of you might say encourager. But what the Bible, what, and all of those really are the counselor. All of those words encompass what Jesus was saying. Here are the disciples. They're discouraged. They're in turmoil. They're, they're about to lose Jesus. They don't know what they're going to do. Jesus says, I'm going to send the comforter, another helper, another comforter, which he's also a, an encourager. He's also a helper and he's going to lift you up and he's going to be with you. See, Jesus has been with them three years. What's Jesus been doing? He's been encouraging them. He's been walking with them. He's been lifting them up. He's been helping them. And Jesus says, I'm going to send another one just like me. You're not going to lose anything, folks. Yes, I'm going to heaven. But I'm sending the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the paraclete. And what God kind of does through John is he kind of does a little pun here because they need help. They need a comforter. They need an encourager. They need a counselor. And all of these things is what Jesus is going to send. He's going to send the Holy Spirit, another one just like him. And in other words, like I said, if you, if your best friend was leaving and, and he could duplicate himself and say, well, I'm sending another one just like me. I'm sending another best friend. <laughs> That's what Jesus is saying. Y'all are not going to be without anybody to be there for you. See, they are in turmoil. They don't understand. They're confused. They're worried. They're troubled. Remember how this section started out? Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid, right? That's a message for all of us today. 
And he says, he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. In other words, this helper, the Holy Spirit, is going to stay with us forever. And I'm not going to talk totally all about this today, because when we get to chapter 16, really, we'll go more in depth. But the Holy Spirit is God himself. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is not a it. The Holy Spirit is a he. He is God. Jesus is God. God the Father is God. He's telling him, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he may abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit's not going to leave you. I'm leaving. I'm going back to heaven, but I'm going to send somebody just like me who will be with you forever. So you won't be alone ever. And what Jesus said or or what God said through whoever wrote Hebrews in 13, verse 5, he said, I will never leave you, no, nor ever forsake you, right? I will always be with you, Jesus said, lo, and I am with you always, even until the end of the ages. How is he with us? Through the Spirit, right? So no matter where we're at, no matter how long we feel sometimes, guess what? We're never alone if we have Jesus as our Savior. We're never alone. We've always got somebody there that loves us and cares for us, who wants to comfort us, who wants to love on us, who wants to take care of us. And that's what Jesus is telling these folks here, that he will be with you forever. He's not going to leave. Jesus, I'm leaving, but the Holy Spirit's not going to leave. And then he says, He's the spirit of truth. He, he is the spirit of truth. Now, what is the spirit of truth? He is a revealer of truth. He is the one who tells us the truth. How does the Holy Spirit tell us the truth? It speaks through the word of God, right? The Bible says later on that he will convict the world of sin and judgment of righteousness. But see, the, the word of God used by the spirit of God is what speaks to our hearts. You know, when you read your Bible and all of a sudden you get one of those aha moments, I don't know if you've had one of those. You should have if you've been saved somewhere along the line. You read something and maybe you've read it 50 times or 100 times. And all of a sudden you go, wow, I never saw that before. But maybe you've read it 50 or 100 times or you've heard it 50 or 100 times. And the reason all of a sudden you understand is because the Holy Spirit opens it up to you. He speaks truth into your life. And he shares that truth and helps you to understand that there's this paraclete, this helper. And, and let me just say one more thing about that. I want to back up just one second. This spirit of truth, this helper, this comforter. When we talk about helper and ladies, you know, God says that he would give Adam a help right? It's this word encourager. It's this word. Comforter is this person that helps, who comes alongside, who's there to make you into a better person. That's why they say behind every good man, the good woman or better woman, right? Because God gives us a helpmate, somebody that comes alongside, that helps us. See, today we use that term helper and we tend to put it down like we call him a plumber's helper. Plumber's helper, you know what a plumber's helper is? Glorified ditch digger, right? Or a gopher. But you know, a helper in God's definition is somebody who is there that comforts, that helps, that comes alongside, encourages, that mediates. I mean, there's even that term there, mediate, because the Bible tells us 
in Hebrews that God that or actually in first John chapter one verse nine that if anyone sins that we have an advocate with the Father. He's the legal counselor. He's the one who pleads our case before God. Like we're saying in verse in number seventy seven, Jesus paid it all. Jesus says when we do something wrong and the devil says, Did you see what Marty did? And Jesus says, Yeah, but I paid for that sin. He said, but what about that? He said, no, pay for that one too. Because see, Jesus did pay for it all. He didn't pay for just some of our sins. He paid for all of our sins. That's why we can celebrate today that Jesus was resurrected from the grave because when he rose from the grave, it proved that that God was sacred, that was, he was pleased with his sacrifice. And so when he rose from the grave, it says in Romans chapter one, I don't want to, steal my thunder, but he says he was declared to be the son of God with power when he rose from the grave. Let me speak just one more minute about this Holy Spirit. He says he will be with you forever. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. And so some groups will tell you that, that you do all these other things and you get a second blessing and you get the Holy Spirit later. But the Bible says the moment you are saved, Ephesians 1.13, you heard the word of truth, you believed the gospel, you were baptized by the Spirit of God, that the Spirit of God comes into you and lives with you and in you forevermore. He's not just with you, he's in you. That's what he says, he will be with you. In a minute, he'll say he'll be in you. So he says he's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. See, the world cannot have the Holy Spirit. They, the world didn't want anything to do with Jesus, right? And so the world does not understand anything about God. The world does not believe this word. And because they don't believe this word, God does not dwell within them because they have not trusted him and believed on him. And so he says that the world is not going to have, this is a special gift for believers only, folks. We are God's chosen people, his special people, his royal priesthood, if we know Christ, that we are set aside and we are indwelt by the very spirit of God. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? And it says, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. And so the Holy Spirit not only dwells with you, but he dwells within you. And he says, you know him, why? If you know Jesus, and he's another helper, just like Jesus, then guess what? If you know who Jesus is, and you know what he's like, you know what the Holy Spirit is like, right? Because they're just exactly the same. And he says, so you know him and you know me. And and knowing God is what John 17 says. This is eternal life that you may know the true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. Knowing God is eternal life. That That means a deep, intimate, personal relationship. Just not, well, I know that Jesus existed or I know that God existed. That's not salvation. 
Salvation is I know that Jesus died in my place. He died for my sins. There's nothing I can do to earn it, to deserve it. But Jesus paid it all, all to him. I can't add anything to what Jesus did. That's what the Bible says. It says salvation is the gift of God. It is not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so he says he dwells with you. There's that word dwells. He he dwells. He he makes his home with you. He's at home with you. That word dwells is the word that he he's at home in your life. See, y'all remember the story of Abraham in the Old Testament? And he had a he had a nephew named Lot, and the angels and God came and visited Abraham. And Abraham made him some food. And then the, the angels went to spy out to see what the city of Sodom was like. But you know what? There was a person there that was God. It was Jesus who in the Old Testament, he used to come down as a man sometimes or as an angel. He's called, if you look in your Bibles, the angel of God. And he was with them and he sent the angels because guess what? God was at home with Abraham because Abraham was a righteous man. He was a holy man. But Lot was a saved man, but he was living in sin. He was living in Sodom. He was living in the city. And because the condition of his life, even though he was going to heaven, God didn't feel comfortable going and visiting him and hanging out with him like he did with Abraham. See, he could come to Abraham's place and eat with him and 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 hang out for a while, but you know what? He couldn't do it with Lot because Lot was a man that was living in sin. He says in verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I will come to you. How's he going to come to us? He's going to come to us, number one, by the Holy Spirit. But also, he's going to come again when? A few days later when he's resurrected, right? Because he says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. See, the world's not going to see me. You know, when Jesus came back after he was resurrected on that third day, you know what he did? He never showed himself to unbelievers. You know who he showed himself to? All the people who had trusted in him, all the people who believed in him. That's who he showed himself to. He says, the world will no longer see me. They can't see him no more, but, but you will see me. He says, because I live, you will live also. There's our resurrection passage for today. Because I live, you will live also. The proof that we are going to live, the proof to these disciples that they were going to live again one day, that they were going to be resurrected, that they were going to go to heaven, is the fact that three days later, Jesus was going to rise from the grave, and he says, I'm going to come, and I'm going to be with you. And because I live, you're going to live also, right? What better way to know that you're going to live again than to know when you see somebody that was dead come back to life, right? They've already seen Lazarus, but Jesus is going to be in the grave for three days also. I mean, Lazarus was in there for four days, right? But Jesus is going to be in the grave for three days and he's going to rise from the grave and he's going to walk around and, and he's going to be with them for another 40 or 50 days and he's going to hang out with them until he, he rises and goes up back to heaven. 
But he says, because I live, you will live also. And then verse 20, he says, at that day, you will know that I am the father and you and me and I and you. He says, at that time, you're going to know that I'm in the father, that I'm God, that I belong to the father and that you're in me and I'm in you. Notice that, folks. He's in the father because he's part of the father that we're in him, right? He says, you and me, and I and you. Because see, the moment we trust Jesus Christ, you know what happens? Now, this was before he rose from the grave, but at the moment he rose from the grave, at that point, see, there was a portion in the Old Testament, what happened in the Old Testament. The Spirit would come upon people just for a little while to empower them, to be with them, But in the New Testament, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes and he dwells in us and he never leaves us. Remember what David prayed in Psalm 51 when he had sinned? He said, don't take your Holy Spirit from me because see, God had already taken the Holy Spirit away from Saul. He says, I'm going to be in the Father. You're in me and I and you. God is in us. If we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that's how we have the power to live the life that God wants us to live. And so he says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. There it is again. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and show myself to him. Jesus says, if, if you keep the commandments, you have them and you keep them, you'll be loved by him. That is the one that loves him. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will show myself to him. See, when we love Jesus and keep his commandments, we see more of the father. You ever heard that old saying that what is the verse in James? He says, draw near to me. And cleanse your hands, you filthy sinners, and, and cleanse your hands and draw near to me and I'll draw near to you, right? I mean, basically, the more we love God and the closer we draw to him and the cleaner we are and the more we keep his commandments and obey him, guess what? The more God can show himself to us, right? I mean, it's been said that God uses clean vessels. Don't you like to eat out of clean vessels? Don't you like to eat out of stuff that you know that got clean? You don't like to pull stuff out of the dishwasher that had been washed and eat out of it, do you? I don't. I know my wife doesn't. God likes to use us particularly when we're clean. And so he says, we will, he will show himself to us and reveal more and more and more of himself to us. So I'm going to stop right there today. The bottom line is, that God loves us so much. That's why he sent his son to die for us, right? God so loved the world that he gave. There's that gift again. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Salvation is a gift. It can't be earned. It can't be deserved. It can't be paid for. It can't be worked for. You can't do anything to earn it, deserve it, to pay for. But Jesus says, whoever believes that I died on that cross for our, for our sins, that I was buried and I rose again the third day. 
That's the gospel. First Corinthians 15, what most people be preaching today. That the gospel is that Jesus died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again the third day. That's the gospel, folks. That's the good news. That because he died and, and lives again, that we can go to heaven if we trust in him and believe in him and him alone. Let's pray and then y'all, y'all figure out a song y'all want to sing and we'll sing a couple more songs. Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you for who you are. We thank you that you did send Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, that he was buried and he rose again the third day and he sits at the right hand of the Father being an advocate, being a helper, being an encourager, being our just everything we need because he's there and he lives to make intercession for us forevermore. Father, we thank you. And we pray today, if there's even one today that doesn't know you, has never trusted in you and you alone, they're trusting in something else being added to that, maybe baptism or good works or communion or anything else, Lord. The Bible says that salvation is by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But, Lord, you said that we are your workmanship created to do good works. And if we are saved, we will obey your commandments and we will do good works. That's how works play into it. We don't work to be saved, but we work because we are saved. And we thank you for that because James says faith without works is dead. And so, Lord, we thank you that you made a way where there was no way so many years ago that Jesus died and was buried and rose again. And he sits at the right hand of the Father. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, I'm Marty McKenzie with His Love Ministries. Please help us reach out to those the world has forgotten. Everyone we minister to is locked up in some way, shape, or form. Those in the nursing home facilities are locked up in bodies that do not work in a wheelchair or in a bed. We minister to children and youth who are locked up because of behavioral problems. Some have told us we want to have a real family because their parents have lost or given up custody of them. Other kids are locked up because they've committed crimes. We also minister to those locked up at the jails and the prisons, to those locked up in addictions, to drugs, alcohol, depression, and suicidal thoughts, to those locked up in a variety of other things that keep them from becoming who Jesus wants them to be. He came to give us abundant life, joy, and set us free, and these people that we minister to are not free. Our desire is to show them whatever their background, no matter what they've done, to see how much God loves them. We seek to help them receive forgiveness and freedom from their sin in Jesus Christ. We minister in the local area of Savannah, Georgia, and surrounding Effingham and Chatham area. We have recently expanded our ministry to to the Lexington and Columbia, South Carolina area. We do over 2,000 services every year. We hope and pray that you will support us in some way that so we can continue our mission. Go to hisloveministries.net and click on the Donate Now button or send it via regular mail to Post Office Box 1881, Lexington, South Carolina, 29071. We hope and pray that you will do that. Thank you and God bless you. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. John 832.